0: Thanks so much for listening to Finances Made Friendly. I'm your host, Heather Sutty, and this podcast was created to help you get the most out of your finances. In today's episode, I'm joined by Sarah Sinden from Take 5. This episode is all about how we can best protect ourselves and our finances online. We'll be discussing what cybersecurity is and why it's crucially important. We'll also learn about common online scams and how you can help protect yourself and your finances. And there's more in bus-free finances with Fergus Muirhead. Plus, Sunday Mail astrologer Lynn Ewart tells us about her best ever investment. But before we dive in, I'd like to introduce Sarah, who will be helping us navigate the world of cybersecurity today. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Excellent, Sarah. Tell us who you are, what you do and where you're based.
1: So I'm based in London. Um, I work for UK Finance. So we are a trade body uh, that um, works on behalf of over 300 um, financial institutions. Um, But essentially, I work um, on the Take Five to Stop Fraud campaign. So I have worked in economic crime for just short of 23 years, um, really looking at all of the different ways to communicate with people around how they can uh, protect themselves from fraud and scams. So Take Five is a a national campaign um, that offers straightforward, impartial advice to help people to protect themselves from fraud.
0: Now, just to pick up on the fact, you've been doing this for 23 years you must really love what you do
1: (laughs) I do I absolutely love my job and and, and it's really about um, you know a real passion for helping people to um, look out for the signs what to look out for how to avoid fraud and scams and how not to be taken in by these criminals I have a real bugbear around calling them fraudsters and Mm -hmm. scammers it sort of makes them sound like uh, you know some sort of cheeky chappy type. yeah they're just trying to get away with it Uh you know and they're not these are organized criminal gangs that are you know obviously you do get the odd one or two that are, are just chances and they get away with it um but this is organized crime and you know it is Uh, You know, it's funding some pretty horrible crimes, uh, people trafficking, drug smuggling, uh, terrorism, for example. Um, So, you know, we all need to know what to be on the lookout for, know how to protect ourselves um, and not fall for these people. Before they are very mm. sophisticated, I'll give them that,
0: yes. And I I suppose, as well, like it's one of these crimes that's constantly evolving, isn't it? You know, like they become more
1: advanced, exactly. Exactly, you know, the more. Um, technological um, advances that there are the more they get on board with those because they look at everything with an opportunity of how can we make some money out of this Uh, you know from a banking industry perspective they 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 pay billions of pounds in order to protect their customers bringing in you know sophisticated software and uh, uh, you know advanced security systems to to protect people but unfortunately the criminals tend to get more and more sophisticated and they're always looking for new ways in which to um, commit fraud. Starting really simply what does cybersecurity actually mean? So this is one I always struggle with personally myself because I think probably a lot of people think cyber security, oh, what's that? Yeah. I don't really <laughs> understand what it's about. What does that mean? It sounds very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to say, you know, things along the lines of, you know, how do I protect myself online? It's things like having, uh, you know, up-to-date antivirus software on your computers, but also on your mobile. We all forget that. That one that you know probably most of us now you know are not sitting at a pc all the time we're doing a hell of a lot more things on our actual mobile phones have you got antivirus on your mobile mm-hmm. um where you're doing all of your banking and other things um so for me it's it's about making sure you've got good passwords stuff that nobody can actually sort of guess But I guess where Take Five is coming from is around these sort of uh, these, uh, you know, different types of scams. Where uh, you know you're talking about the authorised push payment scams, where they are socially engineering you in which to get you to do things, so you are doing something rather than you know them having to do anything. I mean, I I can recall uh, sort of you know back probably. Uh, 15 20 years ago it was all about you know um, cash machine crime counterfeiting uh, you know before the days obviously of chip and pin uh, you know that was that that was the big thing and I think now everybody is so much engaged and, and it's great that we've got all of this technological you know advances at our fingertips but they do come with those risks Test, text messages how do you know if they're genuine uh, whatsapp messages that we see emails all those sorts of types of things that really fall into you know the space of the type five to stop fraud campaign. Super. So we're gonna dive deeper into
0: all of that in just a sec, but I just want to pick up on the point that you made about the term cybersecurity. I mean, it makes me think of like a cyborg from a Terminator movie. <laughs> you know, it's almost like it doesn't seem to fit. You know, it's not an all-encompassing
1: term for, for what this means. It's not something that we use every day, probably at home, thinking, mm, I must sort out my cyber security. <laughs> you know, you probably, you know, you maybe sit there and you think, right, okay, I need to make sure my passwords are secure, or I need to make sure that I've got antivirus software, or I need to make sure that that I'm not visiting websites that are dodgy, um, you wouldn't automatically sit there, in in my view, and say, oh, I must think about cybersecurity today. Um, You just think about how am I safe online? Absolutely. And before our chat this afternoon, I was
0: reading on your website and found a quote that says, in 2019, advanced security systems in the finance industry stopped £1.8 billion worth of unauthorised fraud, but criminals still managed to steal £1.2 billion through fraud and scams that year. I mean, that's incredibly high.
1: Criminals are continuing to get more and more sophisticated and they're always looking for new ways to commit frauds. so their methods on targeting victims directly. So they get them to authorised um, payments to them. So they've become increasingly adept at um, sort of adapting their methods to suit changes in our lifestyles, in our consumer behaviour, um, for example, we've seen a rise related to coronavirus and you know cost of living crisis that everyone is you know going through at the moment. So, unfortunately, um, you know these these criminals take advantage of people's doubts and fears. They pressure people into handing over personal details and passwords, which you know can then actually allow them to have access to their financial accounts or even to set up fake ones. So. You know this is why it's so extremely important for people to follow the advice of of the take five to campaign and uh, to take five to stop fraud campaign and ensure that they stop. Challenge and protect when they get these sorts of approaches. Mm-hmm.
0: So, in terms of technology, I mean, one of the things that really bugged me recently was I had to replace my mobile phone. As the technology advances and we have things like AI and there's digital innovation with face ID, I
1: mean, how does that impact the work of this of the of these criminals? they just move on to the next thing. So in terms of, you know, when something new gets brought in, they will already, you know, the the lucky thing for criminals is they don't have to do what we have to do as businesses. They don't have to do business cases. They don't have to put together a budget submission. They don't have to work out, you know, a timeline and how they just give it a go. And if it works, then they sit there and they sort of rub their hands together in glee that it's actually worked. Mm -hmm. But they Mm -hmm. are looking you know all the time with things that the the finance industry puts in place the criminals are always looking at right okay what's the next way around that or what's the next scam to move on to you know if we can't do that one anymore then obviously what can we do somewhere else so they're never standing still they're just constantly looking for things um, that they can that they can jump on when we talk about, you know, tactics that you can use to
0: prevent cybercrime, what would you say are the kind of top three that we as individuals could do in the first instance?
1: I think I think some of it is around the amount of information that we share. Um, you know, we all do it, I guess, on certain occasions. But if you're on social media, um, be careful about the amount of information that you share with people. Um, telling people what you're doing and where you are and checking into things it's all great but what you also need to remember that is you know if you don't have um the right level of security sitting behind that then the fraudsters are also seeing this at the same time you know they are going online and sort of googling and finding you know information about you and 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 about all sorts of people they are doing their research I think so, making sure you're careful about what you share. Um, I think the biggest one for me is around sort of clicking on links. Uh You know, it's one of the things that, you know, um, we advise people as part of the campaign, uh, you know, clicking on random links and opening things, um, just don't do it. Um, Go to the website, go to, um, you know, uh, the organisation that have purportedly sent you that particular communication and check whether or not that communication is from them if it's a web address and you know it's for a particular um uh, store or something else actually go to their official website but my biggest thing that i have to say with all of these is you know just stop when when you get these messages they are 100 percent Um, designed to make you panic designed to get you into um, a state which we sort of call sort of hot state but most people would think of as just panic mode Mm -hmm. Um, and you see something think right okay I'm now going to do this and the whole part of you know stop challenge protect for take five is about just stop take that moment go speak to a friend speak to a family member just calm down get down to a cool level um, and think rationally and obviously if you're unsure you can contact the bank to check with them whether or not a communication is from them or obviously log into accounts directly if it's your paypal or if it's your ebay or your amazon account or anything else that you might have had an email about or, or a contact about um then obviously it's just making sure that you don't Um, Act hastily because that's what the criminal is trying to do. They are trying to rush and panic you into doing something that you later regret.
0: Yeah, I think that's such great advice because I know myself. I even I've had text messages, and I think it's from D, um, DPD, or it's from the bank, or even you know banks that I don't even bank with, or you know I think the other one was a TV license email recently, and the only reason that I realised it was fraudulent was because there was a typo in the text. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. It's so important just to take a breath, take your time and think, right, what am I gonna, how am I gonna respond to this? So, in terms of the types of um fraud that criminals can commit, there's a few terms that I've heard, you know, just in sort of daily life, things like fishing swishing, vishing, swishing, although swishing sounds like something you would do at a party when you swap clothes. <laughs> but can you just talk us through what some of the, the most recognisable and easy to understand terms
1: are when it comes to fraud? So with all of these things, they're designed to get information out of you. So they want to get hold of your money and or your personal information or both. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you think about things like phishing, which is um, email related, they are sending you an email, hoping that you will click on a link, you will probably then go on to filling in some sort of form. um, And that then gives them that information that they need. Uh, smishing obviously is around text it's all the ings to be yeah. fair they all get called something Phishing, smishing phishing is voicemail so that's over the phone mm-hmm. um, twishing is obviously Twitter there, there are so many of them um, but I think Actually, don't worry about the terms and and what all of these things are actually called. I think it's more a case of sitting there and thinking, right, I've got an email, I've got a text message, I've got a phone call. Um, I'm looking on social media or I'm using a search engine to look for something. It's just about doing your research taking your time and making sure that you don't rush and panic into doing something mm-hmm. excellent advice thank you Sarah in terms of um,
0: banking for businesses is protecting your business regardless of how small and independent it might be to however big it may be um, you know what steps can businesses take to protect their finances online
1: Absolutely the same. You know, it is absolutely the same. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, a small to medium enterprise, you can do all of the same things that you would as a consumer, as a as a as an individual. You know, the the Stop, challenge protect messaging um, follows across it's about having some procedures in place you know uh that uh, no matter how small a business you are you know if somebody phones you and they say uh you know i have changed bank details you need to uh move this money to, is that definitely the person you know that you know that you're speaking to mm-hmm. if it's not um, get in touch with the person that you do know and say, look, somebody, you know, from your office has wrong me you're changing bank details. Is this correct? If you get an email to change bank details or make a large payment to somewhere, you know, if it's an invoice payment, always take that second step and challenge things and think, could it be faked? By stopping, you give yourself time. You're not rushing into anything. By challenging, you can go off. You can actually phone through to a contact that you know to be genuine and ask them whether or not they've changed bank details. And again, you contact your business, your business's bank in order to report anything if you think you have actually Mm -hmm. um, been a victim.
0: Now, the term victim, personally, I'm not a fan of it because I think it makes someone sound helpless. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'd like to pick up on that you mentioned earlier was reporting these types of crimes to Action for Fraud. How important is it if you receive an email that you know is phishing or you think it might be dodgy, how important is it to forward that email on to the organisation that you think it's purporting
1: to be? so important Uh, and you know look I don't like to think of anybody as a victim either, and I and you know I the whole purpose of of the Take Five to Stop Fraud campaign is to empower people to be able to you know say no, refuse things, yeah. reject things. Um, that's that's that empowerment element. But if you have fallen for something, or even if you you consistently keep seeing something coming into your inbox, a phishing email, something from a delivery. Company, there are ways in which you can report those. If I used an example, so if you get a text message or you get a phone call that you don't think is genuine and you think it's a scam, you can actually report it through to 7726. Ah. It spells out spam on your phone on the keypad. And what that does is that actually sends that message through to your telephone provider. That whole picture can then be seen, and that number that has sent you that text message can be deleted, removed, and any other activity that they're uh, potentially doing can be stopped. So, you know, I know it can be slightly annoying to have to keep reporting mm. things all the time. But what that does allow is that things can be taken down quicker. They can be taken down by the right people and you can stop somebody else from falling for it. Because if that avenue is no longer available, you shut the
0: door. Yeah, I love that. And and I completely agree. I mean, I always think, gosh, if this was my parents who are in their, you know, well, their early 80s now, I think, gosh, well, what could I do to help protect somebody else? So just give us that number again, please. If you receive a text message that you think is dodgy, what's the number you need to forward it to?
1: It's 7726. It spells SPAN on your keypad on your phone. If you want to report phishing emails, you can send them to report at phishing.gov.uk. You don't have to necessarily search around for all of the different reporting mechanisms. Those are two main ones that will go through to a central hub that goes 7726, goes straight through to your phone provider um, and they will actually send you a message back saying thank you for reporting this. Uh, We will take this forward and they will get that number taken down if it's a scam.
0: Brilliant. And I think, you know, you mentioned the term empowering. That's an empowering thing to do, isn't it? Because you're actually
1: helping somebody else. For sure, for sure. And it makes you feel, you know, um, with these things. And like I say, you know, people can at times find it annoying to keep reporting things. Um, And, you know, and it is annoying when you have to keep doing it if you're getting lots of these text messages. Um, But what it does is it gives that national picture and it allows these things to be taken down and stopped. That's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: And I suppose as well, you know, as an organisation, you're data driven as well, aren't you? So it helps you naturally build a picture with the support of the general public who
1: may well be at risk. Sure. And we can see, you know, the types of scams. We can see what's going on. What we can then do as part of, um, you know, the, the the Take Five campaign is to make sure that we're sending out the right messaging. We can say there is this type of scam that is happening at the moment. Everyone should be aware of it. You know, we're very... Um, Proactive in terms of our communications, and um, we're across the majority of the social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, we have a proactive calendar of warning people about different types of scams. But when we see something that is having an uptick, um, say for example during Covid with the delivery Mm -hmm. uh, scams you know as soon as we started to see that we could push messages out through our social media channels to our followers people that are following us through the financial industry to say to people this is happening be careful okay so if there's one
0: thing that we want everyone to do today whether it's following you on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn um, or having a look at the website tell us what the channels are please
1: so channels uh, for, um, in terms of um, following us, um, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We post messages uh, every day. Uh, we have a daily calendar, so we, we literally pull this t- picture together. We watch all of the scams that are um, going on and ongoing. Um, you can also, as you've mentioned, go through to our website, which is www.take5-stopfraud.org.uk. What do you love most about your job? I think it's days when... Um, I guess through a random phone call sometimes, maybe from somebody um that says, Oh, you know, my mum has had this, you know, my mum has had this message, she's put some money in a shoebox and she's gone to the post office and she sent it off. She's, you know, spoke to and this is a this is something that did actually happen. Um, she'd sent this money off. It was clearly going off in cash to a fraudster. Um And we managed to get in touch with law enforcement and they were able to go to um, the main sorting office, get hold of this shoebox parcel um, and and actually get her money back and give it back to her. Um, You know, and and it's not a great thing because she was devastated Mm. about what she'd done but knowing as well that you're stopping people and you're helping people to avoid um falling for these things, um, you know, and, and not losing money and not having that stress of having having that go on, that's the, the whole reason that that you know I, I live for my days at work, you know, getting out, communicating with people, talking to people, helping people to spot these things, um, and not falling for these. Of these criminal scams thank you so much for being such
0: a brilliant and informative listen today um i thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. i could chat to you for hours and um, just tell us again what the the take five website is again because i think again just to reiterate it is really important just to take five take a deep breath don't do anything and consider your next move carefully because prevention is so much easier than cure isn't it
1: Absolutely. It's the whole reason you know that, that I get up every day. It's about coming into work and preventing people from falling for these scams. So the website address is www.take5-stopfraud.org.uk. Sarah from Take 5, thank
0: you so much for joining us and for all you do. You are absolutely brilliant. Fergus, what's on your mind today?
2: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Fuss-Free Finances with me, Fergus Muirhead. As always, I'm asking, how well do you understand financial jargon? Since according to recent research, almost half of us have had money issues due to misunderstanding commonly used terms. Today's term is consolidation, more specifically, debt consolidation. Debt consolidation is when you take out a single loan and use this money to pay off other debts. Grouping debts together can be a more efficient and organised way of staying on top of the money that you've been borrowing, and it could save you money on paying several interest rates at once. If you have multiple debt, it's highly likely that each amount you owe will be different and at varying interest rates. Equally, the repayment amounts and the rate at which it's been cleared will differ. So it can be a job in itself, just to keep on top of how much you owe and when you need to pay it. The idea of a consolidation loan, which effectively is just a personal loan used to clear the debt, is therefore to move all of your debt to structured repayments and single interest rate. So not only do you only have one fixed repayment to worry about, but you know when it will be cleared. However, if the single loan is over a longer term than the debts you're currently paying off, this may cost you more in total interest payable. One of the easiest ways to consolidate debt can be be to use equity in your property. Remember equity from previous programme, since often mortgage interest rates are lower than personal loan rates, but the reality is that you're likely to end up with a longer term loan that might increase the total amount of interest that you'll have to pay. And also, it's easy sometimes to get onto a consolidation bandwagon and end up with a debt that never goes away. So think carefully before going down this road. A common misconception about debt consolidation is the idea that you're instantly debt-free or that your debt is now manageable and dealt with. While it can be a step in the right direction, it still requires complete dedication to play the loan on time, every time, and not be tempted to borrow again. Heather, back to you.
0: And let's hear now from Lynn Ewart. Best investment ever? Oh, there's been lots. i bought some great cashmere jumpers from Oxfam talking about real material things, but best investment ever was our touring caravan a few years ago. During lockdown, in between lockdowns, when I had long COVID and had to be very careful what I did and when I did it and needed to go see my dad in between lockdowns. Dad was in his 90s. And because of the caravan, we were able not just to go see Dad, but to give him some lovely times out at a seaside caravan site near where he lived. And because we, we lost him last year, then that investment turned out to be the absolute best because Dad loved it. And the photos I've got of his delight and happiness sitting out in the sun at Whitley Bay, wonderful. Follow and subscribe to the Finances Made Friendly podcast today to make sure you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining me, Heather Sutty, on this week's episode. Please note that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and shouldn't be construed as financial advice.